And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. Yeah, great question. You are the power. And you do not need anybody's permission. Great question. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. That is literally a brilliant question. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. And three, two, one. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan, and I am still going to the fridge after 2 a.m. I think I'm starting to develop my own gravitational pull. Objects are just kind of like falling out of the sky and landing on me. So I don't know. Start, I don't know what's going on. But our focus of attention tonight is the Akashic Records. We're going to learn what they are, go into them, and get some cool information. But before we begin tonight's program, there are two things I need to bring to your attention. The first one is I've... I've come to the realization that I'm probably a jerk. And the reason why is because I hold the door open for strangers when they walk behind me. <laughs> well, it's not like they're right behind me. I hold the door for them when they're about 30 feet away. And I do it because I enjoy watching them run to the door. It's like, I don't know, it's just something that's so amusing about it. I, I did it tonight, and this gentleman, you know, he held the door. I was so far away, and he, he knew I was holding the door, and he starts running. And in my mind, I, I've got, you know, chariots of fire in my in my head playing, and here's this guy doing, like, the three seconds of cardio that he's going to do all year, and he's running, going, ah, 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 ah. He finally gets to the door, and he's like, oh, thanks for holding the door. I'm like, no, thank you. That was that was awesome. It was more entertaining than Netflix. It was, but that's what goes on in my mind. So if you think I'm a nice guy, you thought wrong. I've got two horns on top of my head and smell of sulfur everywhere I go. All right, but the second thing is uh, pretty serious. Last week, something very horrible happened, and that was the expulsion of Julian Assange, who is the founder of WikiLeaks out of the Ecuadorian embassy. And why this is so terrible is because this is one of the gravest threats ever in history on the free press, okay? This person, Julian Assange, uncovered war crimes by the US government. He's uncovered crimes of other governments and other people in power, just doing horrible things, violating international law. He's doing what a good journalist does. So what are they doing? They're they're violating the coverage of violating international law. They're throwing him in a cage. They're going to try to bring him back, extradite him to the U.S. And this is such a chilling precedent because anyone else who tries to do their job as a journalist and cover war crimes or cover wrongdoings of individuals or corporations or even governments, the fact that they can get the same fate puts such a chilling has such a chilling effect on free speech. And it's not something we could just sit back on and just say, oh, this doesn't matter because it doesn't affect us. You have to stand now. We have to stand now. I am letting you know that I fully stand with Julian Assange or any journalist or any person for that matter that seeks out the truth within and seeks out the truth outside of themselves. You can't let this go because if they can do this to Julian Assange, 
this is where I think humanity falls. I really do. This is when we have that hard tyranny, the hard authoritarianism. Because once I silence one journalist and people don't seek after the truth, who knows what reality they'll put upon us. They'll say, well, this is the way it is, and you know it's not the way it is. And we need journalists. We need courageous individuals that are putting themselves out there. And you think about Julian Assange. It's just somebody who just reported the truth, and he's in prison. I mean, did anyone go to prison for telling countries that there were no weapons of mass destruction and they're going to war for that, or other countries go to war? Do people get prosecuted for that, people in jail for that? Was anyone in jail for the 2008 financial crash where millions of people lost a lot of their money, some life savings? I mean, people who should be in jail are not in jail, and I think we need journalists, courageous journalists, to tell us the way things are. So to all of you out there, whether you are a journalist or whether you are a seeker, whatever you are, you know, please, your courage is awesome. I fully support you. Let us begin tonight's program as we delve into the Akashic Records. Joining us now <laughs> is Elizabeth Manning. She's a certified master spiritual coach. I think that's pretty <laughs> awesome for a title. So people are like, I'm a CEO. I'm a certified master spiritual coach. That is awesome. That's such a nice beat to it. I want that to be my title. Instead, I'm just a, my title is just the dredge on humanity. But that kind of fits me a little bit better. I'm a certified spiritual coach. Also, yeah, anyway, don't worry. Elizabeth is going to bring a lot of wisdom to our show today. We can learn more about Miss Manning by going to her website at elizabethmanning.com. And that is Elizabeth with an S, not a Z. Miss Manning, welcome to the program. Yes, Ryan, thank you so much for having me. What a wonderful welcome. Oh, well, that's how we do it. Every time people come in the Outer Limits of Energy, you, you get a unique introduction. So let's start right away. We just it. talked about how you go through the Akashic Records. Now, for people who are not aware mm. of what the Akashic Records are, can you kind of give us a long story short about that? Is Is that where they keep all the secrets about Area 51 and... You know, what's really going on behind the scenes or what are the Akashic Records? Actually, that's that's a great question. And actually, yes, you could go there and access that information. Sure. Um, it takes someone who's, who's trained in the intuitive arts to take the journey to the Akashic Records. But someone can certainly go there on your behalf and visit there and take you there. But ultimately, the training helps you grow confidence and Practice, of course, allows us to feel into the more subtle energies of the visit, but it's really the Akashic Records is the place where really is the keys to the universe. It's considered people, people, when they travel there, they describe it as a big library, you know, and a just huge cosmic library full of records. And this is just the records of the eternity that is your soul as well as the collective of every other soul that has ever existed. And it's vast. So there's Akashic records from what my training has brought me. There's Akashic records of, of the earth and all the souls well, that have inhabited this what, realm. What did you learn about your experience mm -hmm. and what did you learn about the earth? That mm, she's got an amazing, amazing amount of wisdom and a lot of life force. And when we can tap into her, 
and tap into the collective consciousness that is around her. I see it like a flower of life grid around the earth. And we, we can actually shift the collective consciousness or unconsciousness, if you will, of the stories of, of days gone by and histories not learned from. We can actually unplug from that unconscious collective and bring in a new fifth dimensional, fifth 5D reality, which brings the level of earth out of her suffering. And she's not really suffering. It's the human beings she's that are suffering? creating the suffering. Um, she's not, I think she is absolutely 100% whole. We just need to get the humans out of the way that are hurting her. I can't wait. See, I totally agree with that. And this is a question that the people listening to the show know I'm going to ask because I I just can't help myself. When is earth going to (laughs) shake us off and annihilate us? (laughs) I don't know that we have to go through that right now. She's going through a shift to the 5D and the people who are awakening are going through some massive shaking of their own. And we're going through it right now. People who are not tuned in to the upper levels and the upper realms, they are, they are suffering the most. They really? are. Because it seems like evil is, is having a golden era. If I look out right now, <laughs> I'll just explain why I came to this conclusion. Yeah. Because, just, okay, we have, a, yeah. we have a journalist named Julian Assange. This is an individual who yes. is oh, yeah. you know, revealing war crimes, and they are, no, no, he's going to be detained indefinitely, and we're never going to hear, probably never going to hear from him again. And war crimes are being presented against various countries, including the U.S. Yes. And now yes. those crimes are not coming to light. So it seems like evil is dominating. So the fact that like evil is shaking in its boot, I don't think that at all. I think feel like they've got the upper hand on this. I, how mm. could they not? If, if they're, they're able to suppress the truth and we're able to, they're able to suppress ideas and movements on social media. I don't understand how. How do they not have the upper hand? I love that you're bringing this up, and a lot Thank of you. people do have this argument. My stance on it is that, and it took me a while to get there. So don't just don't think I'm sitting on some mountaintop, you know, with this <laughs> awareness, and I'm living in peace around it. I, I throw my shoes at the TV every day that I'm looking at the news. But um, that said, the president that we have today is a destroyer. He is a shaker and he wakes people up with his destructiveness and his whatever he's allowing to happen. I mean, it seems like it's the opposite of what should be happening. And everywhere we turn, something good is being shut down, it seems like. And yet, isn't that the impetus that humanity, I mean, we, I, we don't have to go there. We don't have to. We could wake up and we could have a happy ending here if we would just end the tolerance of what's going on. But this is where it has to go. It has to get this bad, unfortunately, this bad, and people have to suffer this much to grow in their intolerance, to say no more. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. So the, the negativity that's going on in the world is actually a catalyst for us to just thrust and rocket ourselves into the 5D, which says, I am no longer willing to suffer at this level. But the ones that are not awake are going to suffer the most because they have the most to lose. They don't want to lose the ego. They don't want to leave their reality the way it is. They've gotten where they are with being out of integrity. And (laughs) this world is not a happy place. But 
can we look at it from the Akashic Record point of view, from the soul level point of view? Can we look at it from that place and say, this earth, this is a video game. It's a video game. And some here are here to destroy things because it's a game. But they don't realize, of course, we're down here and we forgot that we joined in a game. But ultimately, I want to go out. I want to plug in a new cartridge. I want to play a new game. I want to play a game when I become the aliens and destroy the humans. One of my favorite games is called right. Destroy All Humans. <laughs> I totally yeah. want to do it. Wait, so yeah. when you were talking about this idea, okay, well, this president, whatever, the president is causing destruction and it's going to make people get so upset to maybe those be a shift. No, look at that way. Okay, we're talking we about human it. beings, but animals. Animals, mm. pigs, cows, chickens, all these beloved animals are being systematically tortured, butchered. I, I, this is where <laughs> is it, it, I, yes. I have such a uh, – my heart aches. No. I don't really Me care. I, tell, I, mean, I, I tell people, like, you know, when there's a disaster and human beings you know, perish, I'm like, well, I feel bad for the families of those people. But I really don't care when humans go. I'm like, get them all off the planet. I, I, I feel more sympathy for, mm-hmm. for animals, mm-hmm. way more – than I do humans. Yeah. Now these animals, they have been suffering nonstop. Now, yes, I mean, they they're at this peak where they're, so what makes this any different? Why would we be any different than these animals? Because the animals have con- are continuing to suffer. They're continuing to be butchered. What's gonna, what are, what are human beings gonna do? If the people that are above us, the elites that you know have all the power, have all the money and have all the technology to, to suppress you know, any kind of consciousness that they wanted, or it seems like it, what makes this any different than the sheep and the pigs and the cows who are on the way to slaughter? I mean, how much they could, they've been suffering a lot and nothing seems to change. We've suffered a lot. What would be the difference? It's not like, I, what could we possibly do to stem the tide if it's not happening on that level, with, at least with the animals? Oh my God, you are a good interviewer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Become a vegetarian, first of all. To anyone who's listening, that's the first step, right? I mean, you well, really you need want to go vegan because not... if you if you're vegan, then you don't have to consume the, the cow, the cow's milk. The cow's yep. milk is is yep. for the that's for the true. cow's that's... baby, which gets yep. turned into veal, slaughtered. So, and you can do it. It's that's called Vile Life Cheese, right. by the way. Anyone out there is thinking, I don't know, can't do vegan. Vile Life Cheese. Then you've got Beyond Meat. There's a lot of good options out there. I'm sorry, I need to interrupt. Oh, I'm I'm a big Beyond Meat fan. I am a vegetarian. I am ah, 95% vegan. <laughs> but I'm just having a really hard time giving up butter. <laughs> but I can do it. We can do it. But no, you this is a really really hard question to ask. And honestly, that's that's I have to go to the fact I really believe when the more I look at it, the more I really look at it the more it really does feel like a video game. And the more I get angry about what's happening in the world, the more I will change things in, in my small world, my little world, the little impact that I have. And if there are enough people out there who really decide and see it for themselves, that this is not the world they want to be living in, that we do have a say, we can vote with our pocketbooks, we can vote with our words, we can change our world, one person, one decision, one choice at a time, there's one less animal getting killed, one less animal. And at the same time, Ryan, I've sort of, you know, when you visit the places in meditation where you can see that 
we don't like the video game, we can remind ourselves that we actually can participate in changing the video game, that we are not just being pawns in a video game, we're actually players of the video game. And then beyond that, we actually possibly created the video game. And what if, what is the answer? I, I, I don't know. All I know is that this is an earth school and it's a land of polar, polar opposites. <laughs> How are we going to grow unless we have some resistance toward our growth, like a muscle, you know, what were you going to say, Ryan? I'm well, sorry. I was going to say I that you. I have a question that I'll be have. I mean, I'm going to say this and I want to show audience members of the audience going to be asking this. Okay. You've got access to the Akashic records. You've been there. Is there any possibility you could go on the Akashic records and get us some cheat codes for this video game? Cause I think if, you know, the greater, nicer people had some cheat codes. We got some power-ups on here. We'd be able to shift things around. So I, I wonder if the people who are on top, maybe what they're doing is that they're tapping into knowledge that is suppressed, and that's why they're able to sustain such incredible amounts of power over such a large number of people. Maybe they're more metaphysical than we know. Maybe they're assets. Yeah. They are. They are. And I had a vision once where a black hat, came to me in a dream and told me that it's the fear that they feed on and the way to be invisible to those dark energies that are feeding off of this planet is to shut off our fear to move only in love and that creates an invisible cloak around us and they cannot find us and that to me is the most profound thing because it seems so trite right it's like part of the human experience to feel fear but that to me the simplest form of alchemy is through love and transforming our own life in that thought just the simple act of letting go of fear and working on that in our lives who knows what we could do to change it they feed off fear they create fear and they generate this chaos that is really unnecessary most humans don't create chaos. The ones that I know who are totally aligned with being human in this human experience, they're not creating chaos. They want to live in peace. And that's really the human nature. That's the gift of human nature. And I feel like I've worked really, really hard <laughs> at seeing the gift in human nature. Because I know where you... Look at you able to you see the, the good side of humans. I'm working hard at it. You must, you must be working overtime. My goodness. Must be going, it's about seeing the good in humanity. Must be like running a treadmill 10 hours a day. That's Why do you think I started with the fertility realm? The voice that said, after I asked, show me where I'm supposed to be to serve the highest light of humanity. The voice said, oh, well, you're going to have to start before it starts. You have to start with fertility to help cleanse and create the vibration necessary for a child to come through. The new child, the new children, the higher vibrations coming through, you have to work with the parents to help usher this new new form of humanity through. I literally got that as a divine download. That's wow. what I'm working on. And so, of course. Yes, it brings me into a world of joy and wonder and curiosity, and I'm fascinated by the 
energy of creation and fertility and what makes life and how when does the soul enter the body? I mean, it's all fascinating to me. And that does help me stay in the wonder of it, I have to say. All right. When it comes to this, the souls incarnating, why do Mm -hmm. souls feel the need to, to come here? And are there certain types of souls that come here? Are there certain types of souls that you've ever come across that come here from various, uh, other forms of the universe that come here? Is this a training ground for another civilization? Are we preparing ourselves to become part of a civilization that maybe isn't so psychotic as this one? I love your question. Well, you know what? In a way, it's like anything goes. You could answer your own question with anything is possible. Anything is possible. I personally believe that Earth is a training ground for the soul to expand and uh, grow toward God. And I feel like a lot of us are very angry about that because we forgot that some of us may not have chosen that at least in this round or this cycle. I definitely believe in reincarnation and multiple lifetimes. There's no way we can get it right in one lifetime, frankly. And I wrote, read a book uh, called, you probably heard of it too, Journey of Souls yep, Michael by Newton. Michael Newton. Yep. Oh, God, I, that book rocked my world because it just feels so true. And just the, the vibrational, um, the pods of, of souls that collect together. So we're, we come in groups. We come and reincarnate in groups and we take on different roles, of course, but we still are here. We familiarize ourselves with souls that feel resonant to us. And that, to me, I have to say, the, the quickest way to describe it for me is we, at some point long ago, we separated from source. We still have source in us. So think of an ocean. Think of an ocean. A drop from the ocean and it ends up on earth as a body in the form of the body a drop the body drop is still a part of the ocean but we're down here having an experience of what it's like to separate ourselves from the ocean we came from the ocean we are going back to the ocean when we leave this body suit behind we're going to merge back into the ocean. Right now, it feels like we're totally separate. And that perception of separation is exactly what we came here for, so that we could find our way home. Okay. Is there any... And... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. no, no go, go ahead. ahead. Please continue. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, and not everybody it, it you have to go with what you resonate to be because i mean there are a lot of walk-ins on this planet there are a lot of wait, wait, aliens what's a in different a walk-in is a soul that if you've left your body behind as a new soul can come and enter it you can actually decide to do that in a near-death experience for example okay, wait, wait, you so don't i'm at you, you say yeah, like sorry. Somebody, somebody tags you in if you volunteer it so I believe so. You can have someone else take you yes. out. Someone else can take over here. If you say, I'm out of here, I want to go. I'm out of here. A new, a new soul can enter in. Okay. Into the body. Because it's, an, it's, it's a suit. It's a suit so, for the soul. See, that's, that's, uh, that's very powerful because 
I'm here. My wife is the, is the one that's, that's keeping me here. I got my wife and, and a couple of puppies, and I love them. But they're not here. I don't want to be here. I, I, this is, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't feel at all connected mm-hmm. to humanity. I'm like, these people are sick. They, they're uh-huh. terrible to each other. They're terrible to the earth. They're terrible to animals. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I commend you and other people for saying, no, you know, we're going we're gonna to get through it. We're going you know, to grow and evolve. And me, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, mm-hmm. get, get, mm-hmm. just, just start yeah. over. Yeah. Bring, yeah, just I, I knock this yeah. knock this one down and put a new civilization in. This is this is a lost cause. When your computer has a virus, you wipe that drive clean and you start from the ground up. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we are. We're a corrupted biological mm-hmm. hard drive of sickness. But then again, I'm an optimist. But it, <laughs> ah, no, you 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 hold a part of me too. I mean, you. I think you speak for many, many, many of us, especially the ones who are older souls who are tired. They just want to go home. And my my husband is part of a path that's called Science of the Soul. It's a Radhaswami path. It's not. It's an Indian path, but it's not. It's its own thing, and it's just a way of life. And he talks about it too, being this is my last life. There's no way I'm coming back. Keep <laughs> on hearing that all the time. In that group. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like how how are who are we to say that this is our last life? Only only the ultimate purveyor of light can say that we have really truly transcended. And what does that mean? It means living to me, it means living in a place of, oh gosh, neutrality to be able to hold both paradoxes and not have a judgment or a reaction to either one. To me, that's the ultimate mastery of myself being here on earth and not reacting to the animals hurting, although I'll never master that one. I can't, I, 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 can't, I can't do, do that either. One, I know, those... but, but yeah, which is why I think the, the, the visiting of the Akashics, for example, helps me look at the contracts that I made with the, the beings here on earth, the, the creatures, the, the animals, the, the children that I'm helping, you know, midwife through. It's like, I have an agreement and I can look at that agreement and know ultimately that I am not finished with my work here. And that ultimately it gives me peace to be able to say, okay, then give me what I need to finish my job because I'm tired. So I lay on the healing table in the acoustics and I have a few tears and I cry for earth. Earth is a million miles away. I can see it. It's like the size of a pea from where I'm at in the acoustic records but I can hold the prayer for the children. I can hold the prayer for the animals from a place of distance. And, and it's somehow it just does something to my, to my psyche, to my awareness that it plugs me into something bigger than this earth. And it helps me take on a perspective that allows me to navigate this earth in a different way. And I have a little less cynicism, you know, awesome. <laughs> or I try to, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'd love to visit the Acacia quick. I think there's a reason why I'm, I'm not able to access them. It's because when I was younger, I used to take out library books and I'm bringing them back late. And I think the universe kind of remembers that. I'm like, you know, if he comes here, he'll probably take some knowledge and he won't come back with it. So it's like, you're karma for bringing back the library book late. Right I highly doubt that, Ryan, really? but that's a good excuse. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. 
You know, it's I, 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 it's hard for me to get in places. As a matter of fact, it's one of the benefits when I got married. When I got married, people were like, okay, you can come to our house now because because your wife, because your wife's sweet. You, if it was just you, you would not be allowed in here. So maybe I gotta get my wife in this thing. Maybe my wife will get in the Akashic Records and I can be her guest for the day or something. But I'll, oh, of course, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Well, watching, I'd be happy to help you too. Yeah, please. Yeah, I, 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 I love to like. I, I'll be quiet in the Akashic Records library. I won't do anything. I'll, but I'll be reading a lot and going through all the stuff. And, <laughs> well, the, the kind of reading that you do there is you just open the book and the universe shows itself. It's like it's no reading. You're just downloading. You're absorbing information. And you get it in such an instant that your mind doesn't have time to process it, but the spirit, the spirit experiences it. And that's the way to get the download. And then suddenly you just know how to handle yourself back on earth. You just feel like it's a distant memory, but the healing happened and, and the experience is real. And it just, it's amazing when you can actually let yourself experience that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome to, to know and to, I'm trying to experience it. I was watching a documentary, and it was actually about ETs, and it was this really interesting journalist, Linda Mullen Howe, I believe that's what her name is, maybe I got her name wrong, but she was talking about an experience when an individual came in contact with the being, an extraterrestrial being, and the being let the individual know, okay, I'm going to share some information with you, I'm going to communicate with you telepathically. And during this time, the person, the human being, was overwhelmed because they were getting basically, I guess, seven, like five or seven movies in their head all at the same time. There was so much information coming and it was so intense that the person could barely handle it. So mm -hmm. when we go to the Akashic Records, are human beings limited to the information that they're able to absorb based on their knowledge and understanding within a human body? So are we only limited to the knowledge that our brains in the human body can process? Whereas if someone in our species, in the human species, has never come across a piece of knowledge and information before or a concept before, is that concept going to be completely foreign and unable to be deciphered? It's the same thing if you're looking at like a cryptic password where you can't decipher it. So it's wondering mm -hmm. if we are no, denied Yes, I have had experience with that. And um, yes, when I do training with people, I'm, I'm careful to say there is a divine intelligence a divine ethic that that happens where you have a co-creative agreement with the information. It's not like it's being imposed on you. You're asking for it. You're signing up for it. So in that relationship, you actually can imagine a dial, for example, in your space. And if, if it's too much information coming in, you can turn down the dial. It's like a dimmer switch. And that's up to you. you you're safe. As long as you feel safe, as long as you feel ready and absorbing whatever comes in, you're only going to receive what you can have. And then as the expansion happens, because the, the brain is very different than consciousness, right? Um, but as we break down the limiting beliefs that says we can't have that much God, so to speak, then those limiting beliefs soften enough to allow our consciousness to expand and we feel safer having more and then we can have a little bit more and a little bit more and pretty soon we get to this point where it becomes almost like our guides are saying okay what are you made of elizabeth what are you going to allow yourself to receive are you going to let yourself feel safe in this and we're going to test you a little bit at a time before you're ready to run that marathon 
you know, if, if, if we build a muscle, we're going to get stronger. It's a commitment and a practice to put ourselves in the spiritual realm and navigate it because there are so many energies out there to be careful of, right? There's just, there's a lot to watch out for. And there's also a divine protection that I bring when I come into contact with the Akashics. I know that I'm safe because I have an, a, an agreement that only the highest good and only the light of God is allowed in my space, period. And I know that that is a divine decree that when I call on it, it is happening. The Christed light is protecting me and I am safe. And in that, I can allow more to kind of push me, stretch me, and download me. But if we get too much information, we could get sick. We could get the flu-like symptoms that can come in after a deep meditation are happening because we're moving energies out of our bodies. It's like the lower vibrations in our bodies are leaving and light, more light can come in. And sometimes we actually get sick if we move too much too fast. Okay, that's where... Does I, that answer your question? It does answer the question. <laughs> and see, uh, I give like a 10-part question, you give a 10-part answer. That's awesome. So we're I know, we, sorry. No, no, I love it. No, it, it's good. <laughs> it's like we're, we're playing, yeah. a nice, playing a nice little prolonged game of, of metaphysical tennis. If you were going to give some advice, what three ways can we access the Akashic Records? Ooh. Okay, three ways to access the Akashic Records. Ugh. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> to talk about it is different than actually doing it. So just know that, that it's an experiential thing. So use your intuition to feel into things. First step is to feel safe and get out of your head and feel your energy down. I, I like to ground down and up. So you're like one big pillar of light. And you don't really stop there. You actually don't think it through. You actually see it happening. So you use your imagination. The brain doesn't know the difference between perceived reality and the brain and the imagination. It responds on the machines that are hooked up to the brain. It responds exactly the same way. So when we use our imagination, the brain perceives it as real. So why not lean into an experience that actually works for us, right? So feel your grounding cord, go all the way to the center of the earth, the part of earth that has her wisdom and her strength and her power intact and ground up into the center of the universe, whatever that feels like to you, divine power, source, whatever it is, God. And once you connect in that space, I like to go into a golden elevator that's at the top of my head or inside my third eye. And I, it's like I shrink myself down. Suddenly I see the elevator and I'm walking into the elevator. And the elevator door closes and I push floor 23. Don't ask me why, it's just 23. And I intend, my, my spirit knows I'm going to the Akashic Records. I see the numbers go up and I feel myself leaving my body and I can even see and look down at my body held in light, rounded into earth, safe and complete there and I go up and I land at floor 23 and the doors open and there I look around. I just take time to land there and look around and I see these 
incredible gates, just glorious gates. And some people see gatekeepers there. And when they know your intention is pure, they will let you through the gates. I just see open gates. So they just stay open for me. And I end up seeing it a little different than a lot of people see it. I see a healing table on the left. And it's like this beautiful veranda garden area. And I, if I need healing, I will lay on that table. If I'm tired, worn down and weary from this world, I will lay on that table. And the, the table is filled with gemstones and beautiful light that will absorb out of you whatever negative energy needs to be pulled out so that you can be replenished. And then beyond that, there is a master table in the very back, a circular or oval table. And it's surrounded by your favorite guides, masters, otherworldly beings. Sometimes when I see, I need to see other consciousnesses, I'll, I'll see the Palladian sphere or another, um, like an Arcturian being, or, you know, some kind of master that can guide me and give me information. But I really don't go asking for much. I just go to say, Show me what I need for the work I'm about to do on earth. Show me what I need to know. If I do have a special question, I will take it. If I need clarity on a book or on a piece of information that I'm providing for clients, I will get that counsel there. And then there is a screen off to the right before that master's room. There's a screen where we can see all our past lives. And we don't have to go into them. We don't have to feel the trauma of them. We can just witness what we need to know. That So if there's a trauma that you're experiencing in this lifetime, chances are if it runs deep enough for us, like a belief system that's really strong that we can't seem to shake, it's, it's related to other lifetimes. And so we'll, we'll take a look at that screen and just say, take me to the lifetime that's affecting me in this one. Let me see what I need to see, the things that I missed, that I didn't learn in that lifetime that I need to know now, what, whatever's hidden from me that I need to see, for example. And so there's a process of looking at the timelines there and even clearing contracts, karmas, cutting cords, breaking chains. And setting ourselves free is really the ultimate goal here. And then in the middle of that room, there's a giant book. And it's like doused with light above. At least that's how I see it. And if I need to just connect with who I am as a soul, my eternal self, and my relationship with the universe at large, I can just place my hands on that book. And oftentimes I'm guided to reach into the book and pull out something like a symbol or an object or something that will help me move forward in this life something that I've forgotten about myself or about something I need to know about how this world works, something that can help. So yeah, I'll pull that out of the book. These are my Akashic records and my relationship. If I wanted to go to the cosmic Akashics, there is another realm beyond my own that takes us to the great cosmic library where we can get more information beyond our reality. But yeah, that's 
that's uh, that was sort awesome. of the gist. That's awesome. So that's how we it. can do it. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to go there and get some yeah. definitely want to go there and get some more information <laughs> because I don't know, if we have more people accessing the Akashic Records that aren't evil, maybe we can get some information as far exactly. as what humanity can do. Well, Ms. Elizabeth Manning, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. And can you please tell us again what your title was? Because it was such a cool, awesome title. Oh, my, you mean my, the one you made such a wonderful yes, yes, deal. Yes, the, the, the awesome title. <laughs> I am a certified master spirit coach. Certified <laughs> spirit master coach. Just, you know what, when you go out to your next party or game, what do you do for a certified master spirit coach? Oh, and what do you do? Oh, you're the CEO of a company? Come on. Come on. Seriously. Come on. You report to me, buddy. You report to me. I'm a certified master. No, I just, I love the title. I think it's got such an awesome Thank you. It's just really cool. You can learn more about Miss Manning by going to her website at Elizabeth Manning, and that's E L I S A B T H Manning.com. Miss Manning, thank you for being with us. Yes. Ryan, such a joy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Special thanks to our exceptional guest, Ms. Elizabeth Manning. And special thanks, as always, to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth radio show virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Lisa Caza, and Ms. Constance Dellis. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care, and thank you so much for listening. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.